Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Okay, so it is the main for the men's forum. As we know, it is a Thursday, so we are going to get straight into it. And what we're going to do today, we're going to be discussing raising a boy child. There has been a lot of backlash about the kind of focus, and that's that's something that's been coming along for for recent for quite some time over the past couple of years. That there has only been focus on girl children, that um, media and companies and all sorts of people have been focusing on raising a girl child. What happens when you leave the boy child behind? And that's an argument that's been brought forward by many others um, who are saying, you know, when you want a society that recognizes girls, you also have to teach the boys about the fact that they, you know, there, there, there are other sexes, and you also don't leave them behind. You've got to bring them along as you support and uplift girls. You must also do the same thing for boys. So you, it's not an either or kind of thing. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with the fact that it doesn't help for us to focus only on the one gender. We've got to bring all children up together. Um, there are societies that have done that, and and they. They, they see the results thereof are not necessarily actually very great. Um, the U.S. is one such country that, that now sits back and says, well, we did a lot for girl children and look what's happened to uh, particularly black men who are sitting in jails at the moment because not enough attention was given to them at some specific uh, time. So uh, we're going to be speaking to Nzamai Sinoelo, who is a secretary and senior mentor at the Young Men Movement, and they, they do a lot of work around mentoring young people. And Zamai, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Good afternoon. To you, Rose Pimelo, and to your listeners at home. What made you put together your organization? Uh, honestly, Rose Pimelo, there's a need uh, for the society to reconstruct the image of men. This is how the, the, the YMM was um, actually came about. Because if if we look at the statistics, men are the perpetrators of violence, of the GBV. So yes, there is a need for us to reconstruct our boys and make a better generation of men. Francois Joubet is also a mentor and a board director at the Character Company, also joining us on the line. They do a similar kind of work also. I think it's, it's quite concentrated in Johannesburg, though. Francois, thank you so much for being with, with us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, good afternoon to your listeners as well. I'm looking forward to uh, to discussing this uh, very relevant topic um, that that is uh, that's on everyone's uh, lips at the moment. According to you, Francois, you've been around for much longer than the Young Men Movement. The need to raise um, to raise young responsible boys, as you see it right now, give us a sense of that. So, yeah, the character company, we, um, the founder of the character company, uh, Jakub van Skolkwijk, um, he founded the character company back in 2013. Um, I joined the company in 2015. And, uh, yeah, our, our whole vision is that, uh, that we want to raise boys to be good men. Now, I, I heard what, uh, what said that we need to look at both genders. And yes, we agree, but, at the character company, our focus, and as, uh, as your other guests also said, uh, the perception of, of men out there, of boys, young men um, out there, is that they are the perpetrators. And our whole vision is that to change that and to get a new um, generation of boys and young men that grow up to be good men. 
But not only that, not to impact just their lives, because if we can mentor them, because this is our whole goal at the mentor uh, or at the character company, is that we can mentor those boys to become mentors one day again to other boys. Just think about the massive impact that that will have. Mm. And so, my, you know, the same question I asked Francois: How, how great is the need to mentor boys uh, at this point in time? Um, this it's it's now than never. Because now the the boy child is is faced with ever so many things. There are certain standards that our community sets, and they fail to meet. And if you look at a, a teen boy, let me make an example about a teenage boy. It, it is their turning point from being a child to to being a, a man. So now it's time to tackle them. Now is to nature their 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 their, their, uh, their sense as to how, how do you become a better man, how do you treat other people. If, if you can change the life of one boy, that other one boy will change the life of the other. And the, the, the more you mentor, the more you get reflections, and the more you see the need or the progress rather of what you, the work that you are doing. Francois, you, as I said you know, earlier, you guys have been around for much longer than the Young Men Movement. More com- uh, organizations are coming up, more workshops are being held and so on, more conversations, open conversations are happening. On the other side of the scale is that we're also seeing more aggression coming through. Where is the problem, Francois? The, the problem comes in and what we've seen uh, um, in, our, in our work and in our research is that... Um, uh, positive masculinity can only be bestowed uh, by positive men, by positive masculinity. And I think the, the problem where we are uh, currently is that we sit with a, a generational problem where, where, where men, uh, young men, men, um, haven't been mentored. Um, we are a fatherless and a, and a mentorless society. And, the, and the, the need out there is so great. We see that, that four out of five um, boys in our country grow up without a positive male role model in their life. And that is where we as the currency company wanted to step into these lives of these boys to say, but yeah, we will, we will mentor you. And um, from starting with three boys back in 2013 to where we are now of over 200 boys that is on our program that we mentor, we still sit with a, a waiting list of mums that are, are, are begging us, begging us to, to mentor their boys of over 150 boys on a waiting list. So, so the problem I think is not there. I think the problem is, is that there's, we don't have enough positive male role models that will step up and speak into the lives of these boys. <laughs> To you, Nzamai, where's the disconnect? As I said, you know, so many organizations, so many um, people who, who are doing their best to dra- to get these young young boys that are sitting out there mentored and so on. But yet, on the other hand, you're seeing also more violence against women, um, more violence, you know, boys against boys. So it, it's just more violence all around. W- what do you think is, is the problem? Why isn't what you guys are doing on the ground, filtering through? Um, I'll, I'll agree with uh, Brother Franza there. Um, our boys need the better role models. because, And then, again, the other fact is the absence of a father. The absence of a father, that, that, that void becomes a breeding ground of anger. And a boy child is forced, or he believes he is forced to be strong at that age because there is no, um, uh, there's no father there. 
and then sometimes they do not have good role models. So we we need we need to mentor them, and then bring them back to the sense that um, emotions do not have stickers. We we do not have to label emotions as to I must not uh, I'm sorry I must not feel weak. I must not cry. So they put stickers that these emotions are only for women. So if you mentor them, you create an environment for them to talk about their emotions, to cry if there's an edge for them to cry, and then talk about their feelings, talk about what they're going through. How can we, without relying so much only on organizations like yourselves, Francois, how Mm. can we add value as society? Mm. Well, I think there's two things that you... That you can that you can add to organisations like the Carita Company or to an organisation like the the young men over there, and it's either your time or it is your money. Now we have more people or, or some people have more time than than money, and then we ask them, but get involved, um, get involved with organisations with your time, and other people have more more money than time, and then we ask them, okay, if you don't have time, then then give us some of your resources, your, your money, so that we can go in and take that and and put mentors in in places where we can see, as you say, that that, that violence, that uh, that that anger, that we can go and we can put a mentor in that place um, that we will support and make a positive impact on that society. Because the the impact that we have just seen over the years with the boys that are on our program is just so phenomenal um, they grow up they they are when they come into our program they are the timid and shy little boys and they grow up to become this this positive and confident and caring men um, and young boys mm. that uh, that is just making an impact at home at school mm. and in their society mm. I, you know I want to ask just how much are they up against because that that for me always is 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 what you need to take into account when you expect them to act as specific citizens. But let me first take um, this voice note on 0614-104-107. You can also give us a call, by the way, on 0711-714-2006. Let me just take the voice note, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Pimelo. This is a great topic, and I hope you'll play my voice note. Listen, it is high time that parents teach their boy children to pick up after themselves. It is high time that boys do the dishes. It is high time that boys wash their own underwear. At a very early age, early age it is high time that boys learn how to iron their clothes. By grade seven, six, grade six or seven, a child must be able to iron their clothes, must be able to pick up after them themselves. And those parents, especially those parents who have helped us in their houses, why is your helper picking up, up after your own children? Because your children, they must know when they come back from school, put their shoes and their books, school bag, where they are supposed to. But you see a lot of children, they're just throwing stuff around and these helpers are there up until this child reaches metric and then who's going to pick up after them? And as a parent, why is your child bringing dirty laundry from res? You should go and do a research at races and see what is going on because this is where this gpv started because that child is used to somebody picking up after them and when they grow up they'll expect another slave after them and as you know these girls we are teaching them you pick up after nobody so you know 
you'll obviously respond to that voice note, but, uh, but my question also before we went to the voice note was, how much do they have up against them, Francois? Mm. I just, I just love that voice note from from your listener. Um, that uh, that that is where it, that's where it starts is, is at home. But what we found was that um, most parents, most um, mothers, they they are overwhelmed with what they have to do every day, and they don't have the the tool set that uh, the tool in their belt. That, um, if I can if I can compare it to to uh, a handyman's worker's belt, they don't have that hammer or that saw that that skill in their tool belt that they can go and say, but listen, you need to pick up, and this is why you need to pick up and do all the things yourself. And as a character company, we've identified that, and uh, we've put together a wonderful program which we have called uh, Mentor on Demand, which is a, a streaming service where your boy and you as a parent can go and you can get mentoring sessions um, on demand um, for that. But you ask, what are they up against? They are up against so many things. If we just take it, um, all our children, and not just boys, girls as well, but let's focus on the boys on, on this topic. They are being pulled apart by attention-grabbing distractions every single day from their peers, their teachers, online, negative online content that they consume, um, negative impact, um, bullying, that they just can't focus on this one thing that they need to do to, um, to, to just take them to that next level to, to develop and to strengthen the values that they, that they want and that they need to live by. Your, your take, Ndamai, uh, and also responding to that voice note that came through? Um, I totally agree with, with, with our parent there. Um, I think masculinity kicks in earlier than we think. Um, for, for instance, um, my five-year-old boy uh, tends to be it, it tends to copy things I do. For an example, if he sees me reading a book overnight, tomorrow I'll find him reading a magazine or cutting pictures on magazine <laughs> because monkey sees monkey does. Mm. So as as parents at home, we need to set examples about things we do and again encourage our kids to pick up after themselves. Let's help them uh, get used to that. Let let's do it with them until they get used to it. Let's teach them to, 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 to do the job themselves than expect other people to pick up after themselves. I want to go to another voice note before we continue. Let's take a voice note. Good day, ma'am, and your listeners, including the guests there. Um, I'm very proud, in fact, uh, to be South African. When you look at all the initiatives that are coming together, everybody's pulling together. There's all of these organizations that are coming forward to assist us in the fight against gender-based violence. Uh, however, I will, I will want to challenge all men out there, in particular those that are fathers. If you know you are a father to a boy child, maybe even if the even if the that relationship didn't work out make sure that you are there make sure that you always teach the young man how to grow up because in a few years from now he's going to be another case you know and i don't think there'll be anyone proud to turn on the tv and see his son um standing in a court there for murder or something like that let's go back to basics and raise our children it's honorable mona rang in kailiche Um, so my your your comment to that voice note? Yes, um, I I agree with with our brother. The a need of a father is, is is pivotal because when a child knows his background, he can easily build on it and tell a better tale 
of his life. Because as a father, you need to be there, whether you are still in, in, in cohorts with the mother or not. But then you, need to, you, you have to be there for your kid. You need to be there as a coach. You need to be there as a supporting system. You need to be there as a pillar. You need to be there to guide your kid. You always have to be there. All the, all the steps of the kid's life, you have to be there. You cannot be there when your child has succeeded in life. You were not there. You, you, you encouraged. You came in when your child was up there. You did not, you did not play a, a role of a father when they were young. They, they knew nothing that was learned from you. But then you came in in a later stage. So I think all the fathers should go back to, to, to their kids and then reconnect. Mm. Let me go to Nzakisi, who's calling us from Soweto this afternoon. Good afternoon, Nzakisi. Uh, good afternoon, Johnny. Good afternoon, Nzakisi. Good afternoon. I wanted to add the topic of raising a boy child. Mm. Uh, firstly, I will start here. You know, when I took my son for circumcision in Paraguanas, mm-hmm. uh, it was around up, uh, it was early in the morning, around about 3.30. When we were there at Para. I think the kids that were there were more than 100. And out of that 100, I think only four boys who came with their fathers. All of them came with their mothers. So I was asking this man next to me that, my son is asking me these kind of questions. How does these mothers answer these questions? So which means we don't play this role, Tina, as fathers in our sons. Then at the same time, be practically. Tina uh, Boba, I mean, I've got two sons. We tend to be a little bit straight to the boys because I believe, Uguti, uh, I need to groom these boys. Then Utoluguti, Umama, we are intervening. No, we are being harsh to your son. You know, don't talk to him like this. And, and I mean, to me, I'm trying to groom this boy for tomorrow because. For me, so I need to prepare him. My son, this is how you approach life. Like, I like to make an example with me. My son, this is why me and your mother this year, we are celebrating 29 years together. Wow. It's because she feels like this. So I'm trying to teach you to, be a, to become a man. Sometimes I'll be harsh. You'll hate me for that, but you'll understand one thing. Then the mother will jump in. No, don't talk to my child like this. And like that, then age, it becomes a problem. Then how come you're together for 29 years? Like, come again? How come, you, how come you're still together for 29 years? Well, communication is more important. So, so what's the lesson there? Because I'm hearing you now bad-mouthing her on the radio 21 years later. I don't think no, she no, no, would no. like that. No, 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 no. No, I, I, no she, she's a very good mother. She's a perfect wife I could ask for. But the only problem is something that it, it happens to every family. Then another partner jumps in. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, always as both parents work as a team. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get my point. Mm-hmm. My wife is a perfect. I cannot replace her with anything else in, in life. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you feel good. Yes, I was a little bit harsh to him. But he get another partner. Because sometimes it's all good to babble, jump in. Mm. Let partners work together as a team to groom both children, the boy and the girl. Mm. A, very, a very nice call there, Nzakisi. Emmanuel, you're calling from Cape Town. Hi. 
Hi, Tamelo. Good afternoon and uh, well done. Afternoon. Um, I, I just want to zero in on uh, the aspect of our laws and our institutions that are supposed to support the boy child. Uh, I think earlier, one of the programs, before this program, there was a mention of how um, where uh, the, our, some of our institutions and the laws are suppressing fathers who want to genuinely support their children. When you go to the, the, the welfare service office, they are supporting the, the woman. They are not looking at the core of the child's uh, act. They, are, they, they make all this, you know, build all this bridge and suppress the father. How do you want those fathers to, to support the child? So our laws and our institutions also need to come into uh, into play. That is what I want to say. Okay, thank you very much for that. Aubrey, you're calling from Johannesburg. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, Timelo, and the guests and the listeners. Afternoon, Aubrey. Uh, I, I, I just want to comment from a religious point. Go ahead, Aubrey. Uh, I am a pastor, mm-hmm. and we are having a organization, a group, actually. It's an online group. We mm-hmm. call it Restoration of a Male Seat. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we have realized as a problem there mm-hmm. is the uh, a misappropriation of the love of the father. Say that From again? Is uh, the absence of the love of the uh, father. Okay. Because the love of the father is different from the love of the mother. Mm-hmm. The love of the father releases identity, mm-hmm. and the love of the mother brings nurturing of the identity that is already released. Mm-hmm. So children who grow without the father, uh, they, they struggle with identifying who they are, and they are not stabilized in their character. Mm-hmm. And many fathers themselves still need some form of restoration so that they can give that identifying love and that's on its uh, so 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 what you're saying is coming back to what our guests were saying to say if the father themselves does not have that it's very difficult for him to then become that to their sons yes because Mm. you give what you have yeah what you don't have you can't give Mm And so, and so what's if, the solution, Aubrey? Because if the person is absent, then what? So the religious system needs to go back to its original mandate, taking care of families mm-hmm. and enabling families to have that structure. Because having a father does not necessarily mean a biological father. The culture of South Africa is such that you look to your uncle as a father, you look to your uh, uh, neighbor as a father, you look to... Uh, men in church as your father and they if they themselves are not grounded in that which you are looking unto mm. you take the emptiness that is in them and that emptiness in them give mm. you the identity of emptiness mm. some people don't have any men around them and mm. they have a concept of what masculinity mm. is in their head mm. and they live after a ghost mm. that they are pursuing Mm-hmm. And that destroys the nature. So those are the roots issues. Unless we have the right understanding of what the love of the father is all about, 
and move it from economical issues and mm. all those things and mm. understand that it is all up. I can be a father who's not working, but yes. I'm able to ground my child Absolutely. in the character. Absolutely. And that grounding then will receive the nurturing of the mother. We are, we are created differently by yeah. God on those grounds. And until we leave our purpose, this problem is not going to be solved. Aubrey in Johannesburg, let's take a quick break. We'll be back after the headlines with Uti Lasaku. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Thank you so much for staying with us. It is the Men's Forum, and we're discussing bringing up the boy child. Rich, you've been holding for a while. Thanks for your patience. You're calling from Durban. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, uh, to, to Um I applaud the your guests there for the amazing work they are doing, uh, but obviously it's a drop in the ocean. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to find out from them, uh, to what extent are they involved, or if they do at all, um, are they engaging with the legal institutions like the family advocate? Because mm-hmm. in my experience, there is also a lot of turmoil or damage that happens out of the results that they speak out there. That's an in interesting of- question. Yeah, don't leave, Rich, because I think there's a lot that goes into this question. Samaya, you want to respond to that? Uh, I didn't get the question. He's asking to what extent do you interact with advocacy groups, for instance, in the work that you're doing? A, a what group? Advocacy groups, the league uh, organizations. I mean, advocates specifically, um, the oh. legal, the legal ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the the legal aid. Oh, in 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 the work that you are doing. Okay, yes. Maybe well, Rich, reiterate why you are asking that question. Okay, all right. You know, take for instance um, a divorce situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can leave out where people sure. are are unmarried. Sure. Take for for instance a divorce situation. Um, the law forces the 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 parties to resolve the matter of parenting and uh, what's this word? And as a family advocate, you can't do it anywhere else other than a family advocate. And in my experience, um, in that place, the constitution might have changed. Mm-hmm. The law after the constitution had changed. The practice there is still. Okay, patriarchal applies to the mm-hmm. other gender. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you make it opposite. Mm-hmm. The practice there is that as a man, there is no way you get custody, or you can share custody on an equal footing. I'll give you an example. For instance, in my case, they had no reasons or no grounds whatsoever to take the children away, but they did. I went, I appealed, I went there again. The second time was worse than the first time. Until we decided, okay, let them. You know, I, I actually told them, you've made up your mind, you're going to do what you want to do, do what you want to do. You understand? So, so what I'm driving at here is that there's a lot, there are a lot of situations where, where children separate from their fathers, specifically, as a result of that institution. Okay. My case is different because I'm a different, I, I'm a different person. Why are you different? What I was aspiring there for, what I was aspiring at that time for, has eventually happened. Mm. 
because I was not going to let go of my children. Um, although I had to give up in the manner that I did in terms of rights, whatever the case may be, I made sure I'm present, ever present, such that now, um, just to tell you, actually, I wanted to go back there and talk to them specifically about this, that what I was advocating there, what I was arguing there, because you see, Tumelo, when you are parents, you know each other. You, you know, you might not know, you, as a social worker or as a family advocate, you might not know the couple. Um, the couple know each other. We know each other. If, if the people that are supposed to adjudicate don't do what they're supposed to do, they'll never find out. As a result, if the result is wrong, damage has happened. Yeah, I think I've said... You can't beat around the bush when I reach with stuff like this because I, I'm struggling with a few things. You said you won, okay. and then you're also saying that you didn't. Okay. Win. What so, I'm saying so is that you 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 ended up becoming victorious. It, it sounds to me like you did or you did not. No, I did not. But you're saying that you are not like other people. So no, I became victorious because I did not give up. Okay. You understand? But you, did you? I, I are you are you seeing your children or not? Right now, um, I'm at school to pick them up. Which means that you, you are able to see your children. Correct. So you and are that, victorious. Yes, but that didn't happen if I let the... Um, but the, the law did vindicate you, Anarij. No, it didn't. But you are no. now in the... But you're saying that you are victorious, right? Yes. So okay. it's the same this law that you're criticizing that gave you the rights to see your no. child. No. No. The, the interesting part here is that... Uh, the, what you are practicing now is in breach of the same law. So you are now in breach of the law. Exactly, because we are practicing what is practical for our, for the kids. What those people decided at that time was that I see the children two weekends a month. Which would be equal, two weekends, two weekends. Who do, where do they stay? No, no, no. Are you saying you would see the children two weekends a month and then is she not seeing the, the children the other two weekends no they'll be living with her mm -hmm. the whole time i only see them what two did, weekends a month what did you want right, right what is, is exactly happening now they are which with is me what? one week mm -hmm. they are with me mm -hmm. the following week they are with her so if you are now both uh going against the law why were you guys in the court in the first place exactly that's my point. That is the, the exact point I was arguing in front of the family advocate. Um, they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't. But Rich, this is the point I want to make. Yeah. I want you to take away the responsibility of the courts and bring it back to yourselves. Yes. You are back to talking now and you are bad mouthing the law. Why couldn't you guys talk <laughs> in the first place as parents and take responsibility? Tumel. Yeah. Funny you say that also. We're mm. not talking. So how did you talking. get to the point where you are now, if you're not talking? Resilience. Resilience. That's I'm what I was saying. You, you've got to stop beating about the bush so that everybody follows you. You know, you speak in parables. So you've got to help us follow you. I'm, okay. I'm asking a simple question. You are saying you're seeing the kids. It's, you know, out of, out of what, you know, I don't know, some sort of what you've got an arrangement, okay. but you're not talking. So we, we get quite confused with what you're saying. Okay, let me put it differently. Mm -hmm. If, if, I followed what the result that came out of the family. Let's leave okay. the court. I want to talk about the two of you. Okay. You are now yeah. what do you want to know? doing illegal stuff, the two of you. Ne? 
Well, in various commas, in various commas. No, but it is illegal. You are saying the court yeah. said you shouldn't. You guys are seeing that you guys have got an arrangement privately. Nothing mm. for me is actually wrong with the two of you having an arrangement. The question I want to ask you is that why did you find it necessary to go to the court? Why couldn't you guys parent anyway? Okay, yeah. let me, okay. In a divorce situation, mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. you find that um, no matter how sensible one of the parties could be, mm-hmm. as long as the other Got you. So, 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 what brought you here? I want us to get to the lessons. What brought you mm-hmm. here? Because you are now here cooperating with one another. Right? Um, <laughs> I, I said resilience. You said I'm picking up at the push. What I'm saying is I just wouldn't let go. I spoke to her. I tried. I did everything. At, at, event, at first. This is the point, Rich. Yeah. You're not doing anybody a favor, right? This is for your children. It's not, it's not you up against her that's important. What's important, which is the subject of today, is the children. And, and you talk about resilience, and I commend that. The point, though, is that it's not actually like you are a hero. You should be in your children's life. And it's a no. good thing. It's a good okay. thing that you're in your children's life. It is a good thing. What, what we need to get to is the lesson. And, and how you got here, because you are on the other side where you are seeing your children so that you can help others who are oh, yes. possibly okay. on the opposite side. You get what I'm, I'm saying? Where, I'm with you now. Yes. Sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, that's what I was trying to address with my question that mm-hmm. most people, it's hard eh? mm-hmm. at the beginning. Most people just get fed up. They say, I will pay. Mm. I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Children end up without fathers. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's it. Yeah. Um, I might, I'm, I might be you're using wrong. You're, you're right. That's you true. Know. Mm. So, so, so that's why my my question was: To what extent are your guests um, getting involved in that, specifically with the family advocate? Because we we need a lot of, of intervention there. Mm-hmm. I guess it's an it's a very important conversation. We've had it before, Rich. Um, we'll pri- we'll bring it up again. Thank you so much for that. We'll, we've had it before, where there was a lot of discussion. You may have been around, uh, Francois, for that conversation where we were speaking specifically around um, the family courts and and how they are structured and who they benefit. Um, I don't know if you were there, but I think we're going to have to come back to this conversation because it brings up a lot of issues. Oftentimes, when we, we start touching on to it. Yeah, so um, I wasn't involved in that discussion mm-hmm. um, with you. It might, might have been uh, somebody else, mm-hmm. either from the character company or yes. so forth. But yeah, um, from from a character company point of view, uh, uh, until this point in time, we have not um, got involved in that or advocating there or anything like that. We just don't see that currently as our mandate um, to get involved in that mm-hmm. process. Um, mm-hmm. We think they, there's a lot of uh, maybe other organizations that mm-hmm. are much smarter and much much wiser <laughs> than we are to get involved with those type of things um, where we really focus on is where mothers are coming to us um, then say listen I need a mentor in my son's mm-hmm. life um, will you be able to mentor him and we really look at three different or three scenarios of fatherless um, the first scenario is um, where the father has passed away um, and that for a boy child is 
probably the the easiest way to understand why there's no father in my life because he understands my my father passed away. Mm. The second one that we look at is um, is probably in this category that we just spoke about or your your uh, calling just spoke about where there's a divorce or where it's a single mother um, where the father. Um, is not involved, either don't want to be involved in the in the boy child's life or the mother refusing, all of those type of things. And then the third one, and this is the, the most difficult one for us to, to mentor in, is where the father is present at home but he's not present in yeah. his son's life. Yeah. In um, fact, there were so many messages coming through from guys saying, I have a father in the home, but I don't feel his presence. Uh, and yeah. that that comes through a lot. I, th- I think let's, let's leave it here. And we need to pick this up again because it does become quite nuanced. Mm. And I think it's important to give that space for, for those who are saying, no, 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 he's in the house. But maybe there's a difficulty in how we relate to one another and those yeah. nuances. So my, thank you so much for... Francois, thank you so much. I'm going to ask that we probably continue this conversation another time. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time and uh, the invite and always great to speak to you and your listeners. Thank you, gentlemen.